Rick 'em, rack 'em, rock 'em, rake. Stick that sword into that snake. <laughs> What's that from? Name that movie. Name it. Stick that sword into that snake. Jafar, Jafar. <laughs> he's our man. If he can't do it, great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got it. Good job. It's Aladdin. <laughs> All right, let's play this. All right, let's do it. Not working? No. Hmm. Oh, blowing it. All right. Get in it. There you go. Okay, don't spit in it. Okay. Alright, put it in there. Alright. All right. Right. <laughs> Every time. Welcome to Blow My Cartridge Podcast. I should say welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Because you've been listening to every single episode and we appreciate that. Nonstop. In the bathtub. In your car. In your bathtub car. <laughs> Uh, I got there first. So, we are back with... Wait, what's your name? Oh, I'm Brian, by the way. (laughs) I'm Greg, by the way. I was going to say, I'm back with a block, rock, and beat. (laughs) I was so afraid that I wasn't going to say that right. (laughs) And this new one from those cool cats. New squids on the dock. Squids on the dock? We used to say that because I hated new kids Kids on on the the block. block. I hated them. How dare you? So, we made fun of them. Take it back, sir. Never. Make this podcast without me. I can't even look at you in your dad sandals right now. They're back, by the way. (laughs) Your dad sandals or? They're coming back. (laughs) So, yeah, we're back and we're loving it and uh, it sounds like a sequel. It sounds (laughs) like a sequel. They're back and they're loving it. We're back and we're... Dude... Segway, the movie we're back amazing oh my, the dinosaur so one. good so good it's been a while so if oh. you haven't watched it go watch it it's like a uh tom bluth movie which it's amazing he also did so secrets good, of dude. nim and oh, yeah he also did uh, all dogs go to heaven those are all like and i'm i imagine huge imagery movies i'm fairly oh my god i'm fairly positive he also this is now a movie blog no <laughs> yeah no he um i believe he also did fifle goes west and fifle uh an american tale which are two of my favorite Fievel. movies Fievel. if you if dude you guys need to go see that that hurt my voice <laughs> fifle goes west has some of the best scenes with mm. the cat trying to be the dog it's so good <sighs> love it oh wow <laughs> It's more like, so good. <laughs> that okay. was way too good. Oh, God. What are we even talking about this time? Brian, I'm, how are you doing since last time? I'm doing... I hit my elbow. <laughs> Go. I am I mean, honestly, I'm doing quite poorly, but I'm doing fine in this moment. So. Well, that is good. Is we, it because I'm touching your leg intimately? No, that's <laughs> actually helping quite a bit. No, um, I... I mean, mental. We we talk about it. Uh, mental health. We talked health. about it last time a little bit. We talk about mental health a little bit. Well, twice in a row, three I, times. I think. Well, it, you tell us, listener, because you just listened to the. To I think we brought up cast. gaming addiction as a mental health issue mm. on multiple occasions. Oh and yeah. Sometimes we just don't do well, regardless of whether it has to do with gaming or not. And sometimes we just live sad little lives. <laughs> Well, right now, Jenny and I are planning our wedding. Which is just so sad. It's Well, it's because it's, it's during the pandemic. It's, it's so annoying. Oh, God. It I, has been... Plans have changed nonstop. I, I can't even imagine. You know because your wife is helping her... Uh, she's holding it together. She She's trying to help out a lot, and we appreciate that. Yeah. But it's very... We, we've had to change plans many times because regulations keep changing. But anyway... Hey, tell me about it. I'm yeah. going to be a dad. Oh yeah, and in, the, in the pandemic. I was gonna say, and we were, I got kicked out of multiple uh, doctor visits because I can't go in with her. Oh, dude, that's. I was. Be... I I literally like 
don't turn me in, but like was like, you gotta let me in. I have to see the this the bloop, bloop, the you know, sonar. Thank you. The ultrasound of belly the- sonar. <laughs> You know, they put the sonar jelly and then yeah. they put the, the sonar cone. Which, by yeah. the way, that's raspberry that jelly, usually. <laughs> really? She told me it was elderberry, but... <laughs> Elderbelly. Elderbelly. <laughs> just blew the microphone for that, but yeah. it was so funny. It's fine. I'm leaving that in. If it pops, uh, you, you guys have to deal with it. So funny. So, that's what... I mean, in the world of collecting for me, I... Yes. I've picked up uh, Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage, which is one of my favorite beat-em-up <sighs> games from Super Nintendo. So dope. I picked up both copies, the collector's edition and the gray cartridge. Had no idea that there was a gray cartridge. <laughs> I only knew about the collector's edition, so I got yeah. both of them. Yeah. And then I picked up Bust a Move 2. B- for, Bust a Move! For the N64, which is one of my all-time favorite games. Um, your aunt, Amy, and I used to play it constantly on Super Nintendo. Ooh. And uh, what, a, what a callback! I know I have that also for I have it for multiple systems. Bust Move is a great game. It's a good puzzle game if you guys like it. It's one where you shoot bubbles and you have to match three. Yeah, yeah. and you, you shoot them off the wall and stuff. Yeah, that and that's saying? like I'm pretty sure they were the first one to do it because it's been around for like before 30 years. Bejeweled. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just yeah, that's like everything. Candy Crush. <laughs> oh God. So I, I, dare, I, I dare you to ask my dad what level he's on on Candy Crush. He's like infinite. He's like I don't know. It's in the thirty five hundreds. That's my not goodness. a joke. Uh, that's both. He's impressive. like I don't play video games. I'm like, do you want to bet? <laughs> that's both impressive <laughs> and sad at the same time. It was yeah, impressively sad. So I also picked up a Wii U with Wind Waker, and I'm very excited about that because Wii U's are becoming scarce and expensive. That's crazy. And I got a new Wii, but it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Nintendo console I didn't have, so. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and nutties. Besides the fact that I... Tri- oh. All right, Ooh. here you want to hear a sad story? Hold on. Play the sad jazz music. <laughs> I'll interject it later. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, um, basically, my I was married before, and my ex-wife... Is that the sad... <laughs> that's, no. <laughs> that's it. That's the story. No. Well, that was great. No, no I, I <laughs> traded away... Uh, my Nintendo, mm. um, uh, Wii? No. Wiggity? <laughs> Wii Play? No. Woo-woo? What is it? My brain just died, <laughs> dude. I feel okay, like okay, this is it. when it, it goes like, down, dun, 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 dun. It's no. like, to be continued. <laughs> oh my God. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, okay. that one. There you go. All right. I traded away my Nintendo Virtual Boy. For a Wii Fit board. Yikes. Yeah, I still have the Wii Fit board because it represents my failure <laughs> as a retro game collector. Um, because Remembering she, to never do it again. Yeah, she she wanted a Wii Fit board and they were expensive at the time. And yeah, so, and I had this. They had like just come out. And I just, I had my Virtual Boy and I wasn't using it. I was all, eh. And they were, at the time, they were like 40 30 40 bucks no one cared about them yeah now fast forward now they're like 250 bucks Yikers. and i definitely lost out on that deal mm. so yeah what have you been up to cue, besides cue sad, making babies sad. well quarantine wasn't as boring you know what I'm <laughs> um sorry Bounce. 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 um well 
you know, working has been a lot. No, so we've been we've known for two months, so we couldn't tell anybody. I've known for two months. A lot of people knew. We knew. They we, said. You but guys were like, did they know? When you told Probably. me, I can't tell you why I can't come over. With all he's she's pregnant. Yeah, the <laughs> podcast literally got delayed once because. I don't know if you know that we are based in California. Don't look us up. It's a small state. I know you could probably find us, but the entire state is just on fire. So the air quality has been actual garbage, like actually unhealthy. It's unhealthy. It was recorded at one to be the same as a nuclear explosion. Really? Did you know that no. somewhere in California? I don't know the town off the top of my head, but somebody was just telling me that the other day. That's incredible. And outside of a city that we live near, uh, Sacramento. <laughs> Dude. Outside of Sacramento was terrible like absurd and so we we drove all the way down there got all ready and then took pictures for like 10 minutes and then we were like we have to get out Alyssa has asthma and is pregnant and we couldn't do it so we had to reschedule twice so it was nuts but um we finally got baby pictures and everything and they got announced and then everyone was like ah we knew and i'm like well it's been like four years are you sure you knew and they're like yes we knew and i'm like okay so anyways but um yeah so that has been the main priority and the focus and that's kind of what took me away from this for a bit but i'm back now but another interesting thing about what happens during this month what? is our birthday <laughs> oh yeah yeah great we both have a birthday one day apart yeah 10 years apart our almost. both of our parents were like you know what we should do for the first oh my god <laughs> each rather, other I w- oh <laughs> sorry mom if you're that hey I love you. Um, <laughs> so how'd it go? How was your birthday? My birthday was fine. It was uh, you. Funny enough, your birthday is the day after mine. But, but my birthday party was the day before. <laughs> and we, yeah, we went to each other's birthday parties. Of course. And uh, you got some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I um, We did a Lord of the Rings watch party, which is you just put on a movie and then you talk over it the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And no one pays uh, attention until yeah. everyone yells to say, oh. wait a minute. He's about to yell. None shall pass. Yeah. Yeah. Or you I, shall. We literally like, like you shall not pass. Yeah. yeah. We shall. literally like stopped the party to watch that part and then talk about how expensive that Bullrog is as a mini. Have you oh. ever tried to buy the collectible? Oh my god, it's so much. Money. I just, I can't believe I just stated a, a Monty Python reference in a Lord of the Rings reference. Did like, you? What'd you say? None shall pass as the Black Knight says that. Yes. I meant to say, yeah, <laughs> you should, shall yeah. not pass. Yeah. Anyway, it's I had fine. to correct I was going to skip over it, but you're completely wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. I had a, a dope little cake that a friend of mine gifted as my birthday present, and it was like smog in a pile of treasure. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, it tasted good too. It was cool. And I got a I got three different Critical Role shirts, which is dope. Two yeah. of them are graphic tees, and then one of them is actually from Critical Role's shop. And they did a a, a button up polo and it's all the different weapons from mm-hmm. everybody. It's just really cool. I'm they excited. were all cool because they're all black. Yeah. And I got a box of Zendikar Rising, which is a new magic set, and I'm freaking excited about. It's dope. And uh Jenny and I got you a Nice poster to, or not a poster, but like you know, the <laughs> the fabric over the wood frame that canvas a, a canvas print. There you go. And yeah. what's it say on it? It says I can't read it from my hair. It says your butt napkins, my lord, and, and it's, it's just a skeleton handing you toilet paper. Yeah, I don't want to know where you got it. Don't tell me. Don't tell. Okay. Just, oh. No, tell me. Let's I want to okay. know where you got it. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny bought it. It signed your name. Yeah. Well, so, how was yours? What'd you get? I, it was great, um, other than the fact that I was going through... I had... Okay, 
For those of you out there that are not familiar with uh, people that have been working on computers literally the whole life and playing video games, you tend, I guess, you tend to get muscles, spasms, and then your muscle like spasms in and it stays there forever. And mine had been there for like 10 years. And so I, Jenny got me a massage for my birthday. And ouch. They released all those muscles, and I did not. I, I heard about this. I didn't think it was real because it sounded like voodoo. But yeah. your muscles actually store chemicals based off of your emotions. Yes, and and yeah, right. if if they're if they're tensed up and the chemicals are in there when you have emotion or whatever. And my grandma passed away a week and a half ago, and I've been dealing with some stuff. And that's why I said it's been a rough few weeks. Mm-hmm. And she she massaged out all my shoulders. Um, and not to mention, I also have a, a, a medical condition. I don't have collarbones. So I, ho- I store a lot of um, tension in my shoulders because I don't have collarbones holding my shoulders up. Right. I have muscles sh- holding my shoulders up. So she, she released all these muscles. I felt drunk coming out. She said, yes. that's, that's normal. Mm-hmm. But then... I got depressed for three days, and I literally cried for no reason on my birthday. And I did, had no why. I was like, "Why am I crying?" That's funny. We had Alyssa to... was pregnant and also cried on your birthday <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Well, that's we share in that. Um, so we contacted the uh, the authorities. No, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> we contacted the the masseuse. She said, "No, Brian was one of the worst people I've ever seen." And as a person, it's like, please don't bring no, it back. No, no, my my muscles were that bad. And she said, actually, it's pretty normal. Um, don't do anything crazy for the next few days. Do not yeah. work out. Please don't operate heavy machinery. Yeah. So and yeah, it, everyone came over for my birthday. I got overwhelmed and had to go hide in my room for like a half hour, which was probably very weird for everybody. I felt bad. No, it's fine. We were at your birthday party. and You weren't there. It was super <laughs> normal. So yeah, I apologize to everybody that came to my birthday. <laughs> but that was what was going on. So um, super fun. I got a bunch of really good stuff. Jenny got me amazing. Um, art pieces of art. They were Nintendo cartridges made mm-hmm. out of etched wood, and yes. they, they look amazing. Go on yeah, our Twitter. and it's a local dude. Yes, isn't it? And they go to our church. It's so cool, and um, they look insane. Like these are world class good. Like yes, like I would order these from Espanol from Spain if I could. <laughs> from, España, <laughs> España. Uh, and, yeah, no. He, my mom, forever ago sent me. Uh, he did the original Pokemon. Yeah. Um, uh, cartridges. cartridges. Yeah. Thank you. And they look insane. And They're, then he stained them like beautiful. Uh, oh. He paints them and then they stain them and they and the colors are just perfect. Oh, they're and great. I don't mean they look just like the real cartridge. He's I mean, got good wood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't help listening. it. It was so good. I hope he hears that. You're welcome. Yes, indeed. So I kind of wanted to give him a shout out. Um, so if you guys want to piggity pull him up give him a a go he is focal point ca on etsy go to etsy.com slash shop slash focal point ca go check out his store it is amazing his his art is like second to none if you're a gamer Yes. Like, legit. We're looking at the page right now. Oh. Uh, they are, look at me. And then he does Pokemon cards, and yeah. his Mew is, like, oh, yeah. legitimately, like, neither of us play Pokemon cards. Nope. And, but I would own this. Oh, yeah. 
I grew up with Pokemon. I still yeah. appreciate Pokemon. Oh, yeah. We love Pokemon. I just, we just don't play the card game. I just don't play the card game. Exactly. But the culture and everything of it. And the colors on that one. Oh, my God. We're, we'll we'll try to retweet some of these or if we can. We'll, we'll get them out there somehow. But if you are interested, check him out. His work is immaculate. Yeah, he's on Etsy. Focal points. Yeah. <sighs> So, um, moving on from that topic, <laughs> I got a, I got some pretty cool stuff. I just got some wood cartridges and a lot, a lot of uh, of game cards. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. game cards, or, or... Gift cards. Gift cards, yeah. yeah. And hey, we I'm, don't know what to get you, so we got you this thing that you can get whatever you want. And that's exactly <laughs> what I want, because I would yeah, spend yeah. it on bills otherwise. So <laughs> Yep. So, our last episode, we talked about not gaming. In our gaming podcast? In our gaming... Yeah. We basically got down to business and said, hey, we're not gaming that much. A lot of stuff's going on in our lives. What are we doing? The world's in crisis. And we realized we were gaming, just gaming on our phones. We were. We... mm. (laughs) It's wrong to say, but I was. Yeah. I still am. And downloaded another game and still play that. What what is it? State of Decay. Oh, my God. They got you on that? I was going to download it, but I thought, there's no way it looks like this. It does it? It doesn't. No. It, I didn't think so. It's one of those, like, open world. Whatever. They've gotten me before on the Lord of the Rings one, and then I joined a top clan and then did really amazing and then went fishing with one of the guys and had a good time, actually. It was, <laughs> it was really cool. In real life? In real life, I met up with one of the actual <laughs> officers and his daughter, and then we went, we went fishing. It was awesome. His daughter's, like, six. He was a local dude, and we just went and hung out. It was dope. I, and he didn't know my real name. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> later in this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna call back to that yes. because we need to talk about making friends in games and um, like how you can become such good friends um, with sure. people in in video games. You know nothing about them, right? Or their real name. Yes. He's making notes. I made a note. It says good such friends from games. Yes. <laughs> oh, I hope I don't read that later because it's going to screw me up. So going off that topic, um, I you had a conversation about encounters in D&D. Yep. For your slip into my DM topic. Yes. And, and I'm going to expound on that a little bit. Well, you'll just see when it comes to this. Okay. One. I got some interesting stuff. But Yeah. And then my topic was uh, my retro game was Ninja Gaiden, yeah, for the NES. And if you want to, Ninja wanna, Gaiden, if you, <laughs> yeah, either <laughs> or, tomato tomato. If you yeah. are interested in those topics, listen to episode eleven, not gaming, and uh, let us know what you think. So we wanted to read some tweets and tweet mail. We put out a tweet that said, "Hey everybody, have you ever had time in your life when you were not able to game? Was it your choice?" Or was it kind of just something you were forced to do? Yes. <laughs> well, we got some replies. and well, The first one comes from um, a good friend of the show and somebody our, that we like. <laughs> our cousin. Is, uh, is Brandon, um, who said, There comes points where priorities take over for a while, like school or family. Yeah, totally get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, school took over my gaming uh, where I had no time to game. Uh, I totally remember that, dude. That was fun. Uh, Then when I was out of school, uh, I gained... What does it say? I can't read it. He got anxiety. He gained anxiety when he played games. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, taking a break and then having to come back to it feels weird. Especially if it's, like, a ranked-style game. We play a lot of arena. He said if... Yeah, he definitely went on to say, if I play too long, I get anxious and have to stop. Yeah, I totally get it. I I think that that stems from... And we both have had this feeling where if you're 
if you're playing a video game when you're usually really busy, you start feeling like you're not doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. Sure. And I, I've, I had that for a while. I killed that real fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm just joking. I, I still deal with that. Well, not to mention like just the amount of weird social distancing and everything that we've had to do has created a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. I, in general. Shoot. Yeah. The mental health of everybody during this time has been rough. And I think gaming has helped. <laughs> Yeah, gaming has definitely helped. That's I, video game prices like retro games are through the roof right now. Yeah, everybody's flocking to it. So any kind of console or any home thing is absurd. Remember when switches were not that expensive? You can't get one. You can't even find them. Yeah, they're like five, six hundred dollars. Yeah, they're nuts. Uh, in fact, I'm negotiating with somebody just to get a game that uh, I'm pretty sure six months ago was only like forty bucks. And yeah. now, now it's a hundred dollars. Just yeah. And I really want it's a Zelda, um, Skyward Sword, the whole bundle with the controller and everything. I want it really bad. And I was gonna buy it, and I forgot. And then I went to go buy it, and it was like way more than <laughs> it was a while back. So it's crazy right now. So we also had another um, response from Retro Game uh, Guys podcast, um, who frequently respond to our stuff. Awesome. And, and they said. Why do you read it to me? I'm so far away from the screen. All right, I'll read it. He said, yep, when I had kids, games (laughs) collected dust for about two years and took longer to be able to play more than just 10-minute sessions here and there. Now, seven years later, we are playing together. That sounds like awesome. That sounds like an investment to me. You you can't play for a little (laughs) bit, and then you get to play with a buddy. Yeah. Are you excited about that? Oh, yeah. I have TikTok because I'm a D-Gen, but now I get a bunch of TikToks of of fathers or mothers playing video games with their little ones mm-hmm. and it's great i mean there was a father and his four-year-old daughter are playing Warzone together are you the cutest my heart bro oh man i was dying are you are you nervous that they're not gonna like video games no they're going it's to gonna, they're <laughs> going to <laughs> that is funny yeah no we're uh we're definitely um it, what's funny about that is when they said gaming, uh, they they couldn't game because of their kids. I wrote back and said, that's Retro awesome. Retro game, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I said, I replied back and said, that's awesome. I was always afraid to have kids for that reason because I would lose my freedom. And I said, but the payoff sounds like it's very much worth it. They responded back, don't get ahead of yourself there. <laughs> and I said, that's just the push I needed not to go for it. <laughs> And then uh, we all had we uh, had a good time about that. that was pretty funny. They're they're so funny these guys. Yeah. So uh, those are the tweets from uh, from and Andy VGR did tweet us also when we requested uh, some help coming up. We asked what the audience would like to hear from us. Yeah. For- what do you, what kind of topics and stuff do you want to hear? What are you interested in hearing from a gaming podcast? Right. And I mean. Every, there's lots of gaming topics out there. We just want to know what you want to hear, Tons. but we also need to be interested in it. So, sure. uh, Brandon G gave us some good ideas. Andy VGR, as usual, did. And the Retro Game Guys came back and let us know a few topics as yeah, well. Yeah, you guys so, are fantastic. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you guys. And we'll uh, um, we'll eventually get to those topics. We might even do one of them today. So, um, let's slip into Greg's DMs here. Slip, slippity slip let's right Let's do in. a little slipperoonie. <laughs> Got every single time. <laughs> It's the worst. So stupid, dude. Why did I name my section this? Anyways, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have talked about how I am a DM who doesn't do a lot of uh, research. Right. I don't do it. Nope. Because I don't want to. <laughs> it's 
Yep. <laughs> do That's... I make time for it? No. <laughs> Should I? Probably. Do I? No. And it's so much more fun. But you have I was... a lot of confidence, though. Uh, which is funny because I didn't. I just started out that way. I got too busy, wasn't able to do stuff, and then I went, oh, DMing is all reactionary. It's not the DMing that I need to do research in. It's the world building. So mm. I was thinking about that today, and uh, Alyssa got me for my birthday one of, one of these things is a world builder's guide, Wow! which is just, you open a book and it goes, tell us about the Thieves Guild in a city that you have and so i just started writing which is i thought was so funny that's where this campaign started mm. was in the thieves guild um i may have talked about this already i don't remember she got it for me super early for my birthday so i could work on it but i was talking about um you don't need to do research for dming but you do for world building and i wanted to bring up a point that might be controversial but i don't care it's true and it, it plays into my personal life me as my personal life i grew up in a modest house where my parents didn't come from anything, built up something, and I had a good life. Right. I was taken care of. I didn't worry about where I slept. There was a time when I was growing up, sure, that we literally did live in a van down by the river eating government cheese. <laughs> like, that actually did happen. But I don't re remember any of that. I had a good life. I went to a Christian Bible school, which you know, and it was mission-based. I went around the world. I've been to many major cities, some in the neighborhood of 45 states, I mm -hmm. have been to Dominican Republic. I went to China. I got to see a lot. I realized I had a very small world view because I had my own viewpoint. Mm. Now, a challenge to that is your D&D &D world shouldn't be just a cookie cutter version of what you know. Mm. And I, I wrote that point down and then started to expand on it because it shouldn't be. Shouldn't it have other options, other viewpoints besides just your own? Like sure. right now I'm I'm working on a very primitive, very jungle-esque tribe-based um, section. And I have a friend who grew up in a very heavily um, Hawaiian-based um, culture. culture and background because her family's literally from it. And they're the nicest, coolest people. I love talking to them. And I've just been picking her brain about it because I wanted a different perspective. I had to do my research on it because I didn't know. Mm. I grew up in suburbs. <laughs> I did not grow up on an actual island. Sure. Like when we go to barbecue at their house, they like wrap and put a pig in the ground and slow cook it for 18 hours. And it just, oh, <laughs> it's so good, dude. But it's just, it was different. And I, I was sitting there thinking and making my notes about this and was just like, I don't know if this is going to ruffle feathers, but that's where if I was a DM, that's where I would pour my stuff into. Hmm. Like, look at different cultures and start to glean from that. How can I make my world more diverse by interjecting and injecting other cultural aspects beyond what I know? Hmm. That's a pretty cool idea. I, I definitely never even thought of that. Everything always goes to medieval thoughts in my mind. Cause oh, uh, high fantasy. It's, it's all, every time. Thank you, Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, okay, they're in a city, and the races aren't necessarily like, you know, the races we have in our world. They're like... They're fantasy know. races. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, Oblivion. They're Argonians, and they're like yeah, yeah, lizard-type yeah. people, and there's orcs and humans. And sure. the bigger the city, the more diverse the the cultures and then the more rural you go the more um tribal things get sure yeah absolutely 
Yeah, and um, so I just wrote about that. I wrote about cultures, uh, cultures, literally the customs, arts, social interactions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. So, like, pick some of those and just highlight those things in your world. Make it interesting. Make it interesting. Mix it up. It doesn't all have to be the same. It doesn't have to be one nation fighting another nation. They're doing this whole thing. Like, that's great and cool, and you could run a whole campaign on that. But I like super... My world is a literal melting pot. And maybe it's just because that's where they are right now in this campaign. Hmm. But that's in my world building. That's where I've come across. So some things that I just wrote down quickly to um, research. Accents. is super fun as a DM. Mm-hmm. Is it hard? Yeah. Do I practice and scream things in accents in the car by myself? All the time. Do you screw up and accidentally go into a different accent all the time? A hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Same here. Uh, oh, you're doing your Irish accent? Don't you mean English? Yeah. Don't you mean Scottish? Yeah. Now you're Russian. Okay, I don't now know. Now we're Australian <laughs> somehow What's we got in on? this. I don't understand. Now we're just speaking in our normal, this is me speaking in my voice now. Like, yeah. Just pretend I'm English. It's like, fine. It's 1230 and I haven't had any extra coffee, so this is me again. Just picture it in this accent. But um, that. Uh, what about beliefs? Um, one of the things I marked down was cold co- culture versus warm warm culture. Let me say that again. <laughs> cold culture versus warm culture. Mm. Cold cu- culture is generally like... Climate. No, I mean like physically the culture itself like is, uh, is more standoffish. Got you, got you. <clears throat> Maybe there's more expected of you. Sure. Where in a warm culture, I mean, when we went to the DR, we were telling people about an event we were having down the street. We would knock on people's houses. They would invite us in and then feed us. Just right off the street. Every single door. Every single house. That's so interesting. Every low-income house was trying to feed us something. And I was like, I love you, but I ate 12 times before this because (laughs) I'm trying to be nice and not be rude. And I understand that you're just trying to... That, that I didn't grow up like that. And that's, I grew up in a rural area that's super nice. Where right. people are pretty friendly. That's because that's what we think of as friendly. Sure, yeah. And and what does that look like? Um, uh, to that point being said, it's it's similar. But evil... To, to people who do evil, they don't see it as evil. Sure. So flipping the perspective on that as well, helping you build your villains. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of shoot some ideas out there to... Expand your thinking and stretch your own imagination. Try to make it... It's a high fantasy game, right? Like, it's its not supposed to be, like, where we're at, you know? And unless it is. I don't know. But my world's... My players and I use it as an escape to get away, to hang out and do cool stuff that you don't get to do in your everyday office life. Most of the people I run a game for are in an office or literally do a 9 to 5 every single weekday. Right. They want to get away. Is a version of that making the cookie cutter fantasy world? Is it making it your own world? How are ways that you can make your game and your world feel different? Mm. And I think a lot of that is doing your research. And once you've done your research for your world, you don't really have to do your research as a DM because you, you just know, know. Absolutely. But yeah. those just, you just pick them up. And, and if you need to hit pause and check a r- rule, great. If you want to come up with a rule right there and check it later, also great. Yeah. That's totally fine. They are I just do the, guidelines. I do those both. They're more like guidelines anyway. But they, <laughs> um, yeah, they're not the the main thing. But once you know what your world is, you can you can make quick decisions all the time as those people groups or those people in specific areas or where the campaign is heading. 
because you just know what the world is like there. So yeah, you would be able to since you know it's a seed. You plant the seed, you let it grow, and you know what to expect in that area like that, of that jungle you grew. You know that the people there are going to be warm and friendly. You know that the climate is going to be like, so you know what they're going to be dressed like. You know mm-hmm. the accents. And you know that you know everybody knows each other in this area. And then in another area, so you don't have to have names or, right, or written down. You can say you can have a guide for the types of names that it would sound like. So Sure, yeah. Yeah, what what are some common names in this area? Write them down and then sure. assign them as I need to. Or maybe, I mean, and like I said, they're literally on an island right now, uh, an archipelago, but still an island specifically right now with a troop or uh, with a tribe. Maybe they don't need to have everybody's names. What if they just have one name that just means friend and that's mm-hmm. what I call you now? That's and cool. everybody is that. Plus, it's a lot less work on me as DM to go, what is everybody's name? And now my one page, because I only do a page or two for each place, is just all names. It lets me fill in other details as we go along, like, oh, my player left this. My player traded this thing. My player once asked this person to look up this specific thing. I like taking notes like that. And those are the seeds that then get to grow out in my campaign, not just the world. That's pretty cool. I mean, if I do want to DM something soon. In fact, the ga- the guys at GameStop. Um, oh yeah. Every time I go in there, we talk a little bit uh, about D and D. Well, I've known them for a long time. Um, yes. And so, <laughs> um, and it's not through just through GameStop. Uh, I worked with the manager of GameStop's wife for three years, and we're friends. And so, we. But every time we go in there, we do talk about me DMing for them because I'm the quote unquote veteran and. You know, they've only played, you played a, a few times. And yeah. Then, yeah. I and totally get it. So it's like, I'm going to DM for them at some point and I'd really like to do something that's organic and grows mm-hmm. and lets yeah. them explore the world and lets me explore it with them. And I don't know what's going to happen around that corner, but you know, most of the stuff I wrote with, with our, our thing, I had a, I had an outline, but just like we do this podcast, we write an outline we don't know what we're going to say during it. We, we just, just go. That's why they're so darn long. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. I have my whole world map and I only have that. I've said it before on the podcast, I believe. I only have that because I started to draw something, said, I need some inspiration. Pulled up, literally, I just typed in fantasy maps, which sounds stupid now. Uh, but like no. the third one was literally what I drew. Nice. Like down to the exact like what i was trying to accomplish in one section of my world and i went here's my world drag drop this is mine did i steal it i'm sorry i'm not profiting off of it okay i just i needed some inspiration it looked beautiful i took it it's i have no idea what is in most of that world i have no idea i bet i bet it's amazing and no one ever cared it's super cool now no i mean we don't know i i fill it in a session or two before they get there there you go just based on kind of where we're going. So well, that sounds amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been your conclusion. This is my conclusion. You've yeah. slipped right out of my DMs. In and out within a minute. Yikers. About 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. So my obvious retro game recommendation today, and I didn't want to tell Greg what it was before because I know. But I see it now. But you see it now is StarCraft. <laughs> One of the best PC games ever made. I have stories about this, so do do yes. your do your things. Yeah. So, st- and I knew <laughs> this would mean something to Greg, and it means something to me. I haven't done a non 
you know console game yet. Um, I was looking over at my oh, shelf. Oh sure. And I, was I didn't sitting, even realize that. That's yeah, true, huh? Yeah, I've been I've been looking at my shelf, and I've I which do, there's this shrine right here of actual just to all Starcraft, just PC games. Yeah, or, but a third of it is Starcraft. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I've got plenty of games, and the thing is, you know, not long ago Starcraft was not a retro game, and yeah, funny enough, it is now. It is now. <laughs> so. Um, Starcraft is a PC game. It's what's called a real-time strategy game. And it was made in 1998. That's 22 mm. years ago, people. Holy. Can you believe it? And it's still being sold at Walmart to this day for $30. But it's free online. No, I'm not saying to the <laughs> last time I went to Walmart was a few years ago and looked in the section. But up to a few but years ago. For 30 bucks. Honestly, up to That's a few insane. years ago, uh, Starcraft is being sold for thirty bucks, along with Warcraft. It's so good. Along with Diablo, three Bethesda games. Um, Holy! Excuse me, I said Bethesda. I didn't mean to say Bethesda. Take it back, you sinner. I meant Blizzard. The three Blizzard sinner. games. The three games that Blizzard. I, it's funny. I knew who you meant. Yeah, I did too, because they both start with B. Yeah. Anyway, three Blizzard games, and you know, Blizzard's got its share of problems. Um, we're not going to get into that, but they have made some of the most iconic games of all time. It's, yes. And, you know, this is not an exception. It's an amazing game. It's one of my favorites. There's a fun fact about this game. It was released for console. Nintendo 64 has a version of StarCraft, oh and God. it is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you can play four-player. I'm pretty sure they're missing, like, half the units because they can't... You, you can't, can't do it? You It just can't handle it. It's a tiny console, and it's a PC game, and they ported it. It's amazing that they ported it over. Sure, they, yeah. Diablo was so ported much. over to um, to PlayStation. I have that as well, and that's also one of the best games ever. But so, Also, the controller sucks for the N64. It does Fight not. Me. It does Fight not. Me? Not when you have a good one. Fight me is terrible. <laughs> it's great. It was mind-blowing at the time. At the time, and now... Yeah, you know what? The problem is most people get these controllers that are older, and they get a floppy joystick, and... Uh, you can't have a floppy joystick. You can't have a floppy... When, you gotta... You can't have a floppy joystick, people. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get a nice... You gotta, stiff joystick. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't, I'm not going there. So, anyway... <laughs> His headphones are down. He's leaving the room. Goodbye. No, um... So, yeah, the, the game has had such an impact on my life. I remember first time playing it. <laughs> Over at my friend Abe's house, we've brought this up sixty thousand times in our podcast, and it came up in our land party. Yes, episode. Go ahead. Jim. Yeah. So I, I went over to Abe's house, and he's like, "Hey, bring your computer." I was like, "Cool, cool." Yeah. I brought it over. He's all, "Your computer's not good enough." So we're popping in this <laughs> and extra RAM. Here's a better graphics card, and I was able to play StarCraft. Um, and I played with them, and I was blown away. I loved it. It was one of the best experiences i ever had gaming and so i i went home and he gave me a copy of it because back then dude pirating was so easy because literally you can put one two three four five six seven eight nine as the product key and you can play the game so jeez yes and so i i played the game uh my brother kevin who does not game he does not game loves starcraft plays it's, he used to play it all the time uh, and, and it's crazy so we played this game, we would get together, and we would constantly have, like, weekends of the LAN party, as you know from our previous episodes, and StarCraft is one of those games that brings people together. It had graphics that were 
on par with uh, anything you'd ever and seen. And super iconic now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Super iconic. Have and you seen people dress up as the Marines, but in that graphic style? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And one of my favorite things about StarCraft is that it has spawned so many awesome memes. <laughs> um, and I, ha- I have a bunch of memes pulled up here. Oh, yes. Uh, one dude. of them is, you know, everybody's heard of Zerg Rush. And the Zerg Rush is where you, you have these Zergs and uh, you you just pump out as many as you can. They, and then you just rush a base and, and you kill them. Zerg is literally an online term now for just people who, like, like if you I play Rust. It, when you get inverted, invaded by tons of people, if there's no cap on Call how it many Zerg people Rush. you have, It's called Zerg. You're yeah. being zerged. Yep, zerg rush, and then the kiki 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 because that's the. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Korean for laughing, because <laughs> that's one thing is uh everyone knows that Koreans are better at StarCraft uh, than everybody. Yeah, and so um they have some awesome memes that zerg rush is the first one, and then you must construct additional pylons is another one. Oh my god! The, the, just the the. The things that the units say when you click on them, and it's not Starcraft that spawned that. It was actually Warcraft, the first one. He's like, yes, me lord, when you click uh, on them. And he goes, my favorite thing was about Blizzard games, where, where their RT, RTS games or real-time strategy games, is if you click the unit, they gave you something, they said something different every time you clicked them. Mm. In succession, you click it and they go, yes, me lord. And you click it, he goes, what is it? And you click them and it goes all, wherever you'd like me to go. And then you, and you keep clicking <laughs> and at the very end of it, and you're clicking on the orc, he goes, stop poking me. And they, they always do something really funny. They always say something like fourth wall breaking. And I, I love I absolutely love StarCraft for that reason. It it was just something that you didn't see in video games too often. Yeah. So it's it's a game <laughs> that has awesome um, memes like, I'm in your base killing your dudes. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's Day 9. We were just talking, we were about, just talking about Day 9. Day 9. We were watching a video of Day 9 playing some Magic the Gathering, and he was a professional player of... Um, starcraft and oh we did not know that but now not. we do so yeah. go check out day nine on youtube he plays a lot of uh of magic the gathering which, which is something we talk about quite frequently so starcraft i highly recommend this game greg and i have had a ton of awesome experiences playing it yeah when you were talking about doing it all the time when i finally because you're 10 years older than me is if people might know when I finally got old enough to be tolerable to play video games with, Abe lived catty corner from me. So I could right. jump from my backyard to his backyard, jump over the dogs and go play video games. And one night he goes, hey, we're going to play some games. Why don't you come over? And I was like, sure. And there was somewhere in the neighborhood of at least 12 computers. Yeah. There was so many. Yeah. And we we were playing StarCraft, and I got put on a team with, like, Abe and all the veterans, because I have no idea what I'm doing, because I did not have a computer. Right. We had, I don't know, what did we have? It was trash. You had, no, you did. Your your mom bought a compact Presario, and I went to Walmart, and I bought a GeForce, man, I, I don't even remember what it was. It was like one of the very earliest GeForce cards you could buy at Walmart off the shelf. It had it was a PCI card, which should tell you something because back then they you used what's called an AGP slot for your graphics card. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's at PCI uh, Express, but back then it wasn't even AGP. It was PCI, regular PCI slot, which meant it was trash. 
and we put that in your in your computer, and that was the upgrade, so you guys could play The Sims. Oh my God! Yeah. So, yeah, that's what you Rose, had to play. Rosebud. Rosebud. You know oh, what I mean? Yep. That gave okay. you infinite money. Infinite or, money. Not infinite. Just a lot of money. You you just do it multiple times and have <laughs> way more money than you ever need. <laughs> not to mention the Rejuvenator, which was a mod where you mm-hmm. could just they take a shower in it, and then everything would go green. <laughs> oh man! Because what's the even point of playing? What's the, it's building. Thank you. You build. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I go over and there's like 12 people. I get on this team and everybody's like, I'm going to make this. Blah, 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 and they're just going off. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to research these few things because I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I'm not game gaming illiterate, but I just made a best guess. And I went, okay, well, nobody's making like anything aerial related. I'll just make a ton of ships. And so I'm just literally pumping out. I don't remember the ship. It I was like a, it was like an air no, it was like an air gunship because they actually shot, and scouts don't, right? No, shout, the scouts do. They're okay. not just air to air. I think I did some scouts, but I had they were slow moving. Then you might have done were. battle cruisers. I oh, they're hundred percent. They were battle cruisers. That's what it is. Yeah. And so <laughs> they get in. They almost broke your defenses because I think you were on the other team or whoever whoever was on the other team because sure. it was like a six. It's always six v six. Abe always put me on the other team because he never thought it was fair if we were on the same team. Sure. So. Uh, they almost won. And then all of a sudden, this blue mass just takes over as my airships finally get in and we won the game. And it was like, I was like, hook, line, sinker right there. If I wasn't already addicted to video games, I was now because I just beat, I mean, with the help of some very experienced players, beat everyone else. And it was awesome. It was a pretty big deal to have like a 10-year-old, (laughs) 11-year-old. No, you weren't 10. You were like 13, 14. Yeah, I was somewhere right there. And you were playing and you came in and saved the day. And yeah, it it was was pretty good. It was dope. So it had a few, um, there is a StarCraft 2. Um, they also had some expansions for the original StarCraft called Brood War. What did you think of StarCraft 2? I actually... Do you th- like the story mode? I played And their cutscenes? I played through the first, I don't know, five campaign of, on uh-huh. Wings of Liberty. I, and then I... I, I, I lost, stopped too. I lost interest. And I went and I reinstalled StarCraft <laughs> 1 and made that instead. To be fair though, StarCraft 2 is a better multiplayer game. It's, sure. It's got a lot more. There, some people would say it wasn't balanced for a long time, but because they had some really, really powerful um, units in it. But again, this is uh, a Blizzard we're talking about. They yeah. they never release a, a full game. So I mean, <laughs> StarCraft was so big. It was it was referenced to in the office. Did you know that? Yes. He comes dressed as the Queen of Blades. Yeah. Oh God. And and the and Kerrigan. Oh, uh, yes. And um. Oh my God. I'm gonna kick myself because i Rainer? i can't remember no no no. Jim the kid in in the in the show who's the boss's dad oh my god i have every episode i watch it 14 times through i can't think of his name is there and he's like he's like oh who are you supposed to be and he's like oh i'm a zombie princess and he's like huh if you had blades of wings you'd look like the queen of blades and he goes i am <laughs> and he's like i've been censored and it, it was true man so good yeah he's like, why would you play a girl because she's the queen of the zergs now i will say one of the coolest things about this game that people look overlook is the storyline to the campaign is fantastic mm. it's so good if you go sit and play through it it, you really actually, most campaigns and real-time strategy games, you just kind of go through, get your units, you build up your stuff. But this 
is really good. You really want to know what happens next, especially with, yes, the Kerrigan storyline. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but, um, you know, Jim Rayner and her and Arcturus Minks, all these characters that push the narrative forward along with the Protoss characters, um, which come with another meme for ire, you know, everyone got for ire, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so if you haven't played Starcraft, go get the game I'm, I'm fairly positive. It is for now a free to play game. Nice. You can now play it. Go get BattleNet, which is free to download and download Starcraft on your computer. It takes almost nothing to run. You, I, I literally have a literally Dell nothing. laptop from 1999 that we keep around just to have an extra computer in case we want to play StarCraft like uh, in a LAN party. And it plays so it dope. just fine. <laughs> yeah. In fact, your new computer might have a problem with it. <laughs> no. Um, so go try it out. Go play it. It is a bla- it, it, it's a blast. So so good. Anyway. So I, many memories. Our... Uh, our moving on <laughs> our actual topic is coming in a little late today and we might not spend a lot of time on it but yeah. it's something we were catching that, up we're just too excited yeah but there's something we we've been wanting to talk about actually um brandon g recommended this because we've uh you know we we had talked about this with him a few times and this has been a topic within our friend group and that is playing video games for seriously or for just for fun and is there a difference like sometimes for some people video games playing them seriously taking it seriously is Is fun fun. yeah Yeah. exactly and for other people goofing off in the game is what's fun for them fun yeah so that's where we come to this topic of what kind of gamer are you are you somebody that likes to get into and we're going to go back to seven days to die like we always do it's our default game. It's our default game because Welcome to the Seven Days to Die podcast, everyone. Apparently, is we get into the Seven Days to Die, and everybody has a, t- a task because you're on a clock. By the seventh day, you need to have a base. You need to have ammo. You need to have weapons. Defenses. You have to have defenses. You have to have it a food something. source. You have to have ways to get everything. And yeah, when you know, if it's just you by yourself, it's a lot to do. Um, but the more people you have, the harder that horde night is going to be on the seventh day. Yeah, because it recognizes. Yeah. Right. So everybody typically has a job to do. And sure, it's not a game you want to take too seriously. But if you don't do your job, you're going to die. You're going to die. So if you have a your base ca- is going to get leveled. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. if you if everybody's doing something and one person isn't, it always feels like kind of like that person's weighing everybody else down or they are um not taking it serious enough and it and it's such a weird thing because you're like this is just a video game why are you getting so upset about it but it's like we're spending a lot of time on this we want to we want to get to a goal and you're not helping sure and i mean it is a video game seven days to die is what we're talking about here It, it is a video game but you do have to do certain things like you're saying or you are going to die but it is a video game, right. and you do want to have fun. And one of the funnest things you can do that is also technically helping is exploring. Sure. And who doesn't want to explore? The new POIs are dope. They're right. awesome. The new dungeon-style run through a house, not just 
rip open a door and go, but actually try to do the whole ob- quote unquote obstacle course and how they snake you through the house and everything. Not just cheese it and go get the uh, the main loot in the house. Or do. That's also fun. But yeah. but doing the whole thing is really fun. And that, that in itself is a thing. So you brought up trolling. Is that them crying out and saying, we need to do something else. I, I can't keep hitting these rocks right <laughs> anymore. And that, that's gotten brought up a few times uh, sure. by another one of our friends who usually gets in the game and all they do, they're like, what do you need me to do? And we're like, we need rocks. And yeah. literally you go and you get in this game and you want to play something with everybody. And then you realize you're just literally moving your mouse two or three inches and clicking uh, holding, it yeah. and clicking click, it click, to just, click hit a whole bunch of rocks and you're playing uh, like rock simulator, you know, 2020. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's so a good game. <laughs> so uh, at what point rated you, M for mature? Do also. you take games too seriously? <laughs> and what point do you take it too lightly with your friends? And when is gaming etiquette breached? Mm. So that's, that's really the topic that was brought up. And do you have those friends that you don't play certain games with because you know that they're not going to, take the game too seriously yes and no i mean i play league of legends and i i am terrible but i'm really good among the rest of my friends and i like to be good now i like it because i like seeing the stats i'm not even ranked because i don't play ranked which i should but i don't so it's so funny to me that because i'm not ranked it really doesn't matter if i win or lose because that doesn't matter It's just in my head that I won or lost, right? So when I'm playing with people who are not as good or maybe not taking it as seriously, I have to remember none of this matters. Mm -hmm. And I have to get out of my own head because what if we want to do a cheese thing? We've literally played games where the enemy team was like in all chat, hey, we're going to play protect the president, which is one person is the president. As long as they don't die, we consider it a win. You can play whatever game you want to play. And it was a freaking blast. I had so much fun. And yeah, I guess you just need to know going in, who am I playing with or what, what is the goal here? How, how are we going to play this? Yeah. I think, I think that's a big thing is communicating with your friends, knowing your friends, knowing what games are good to play with those friends. Personality clashes are a big thing. Certain game we found that we love playing certain games with certain individuals and we don't like playing certain games with certain individuals. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good to recognize that because you could really damage a friendship or a relationship because, you know, somebody doesn't meet an expectation that you haven't, you know, laid out there. Or um, I'd say communication is a pretty big key in that. If or you added them later and you're already progressed into the game X amount. And right. And now the dynamic has changed or whatever. And it's like, hey, we're it's the same thing in D&D too. You know, I run very high um, story-based games. I don't, mm. I don't care if you want to get into combat. That's only part of why we're here for casting fireball is dope but role-playing this kidnapping or your sister's gone or your best friend is who from a childhood is now the enemy that's what we like doing sure and and bringing in somebody who's not like that yeah you could could throw it off so the the real topic is really about finding who you're compatible with gaming yeah is it is it the game itself or is it the people that you're playing with? And, and it, 
Are they overly comp- competitive or are they overly easygoing? And does it matter? Are you going to have fun regardless? Awesome. We're not saying this part isn't for you. <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, an example is say you're playing uh, Seven Days to Die and everybody is getting ready for the horde and one person decides to take all of your resources and go do something with it and not tell anybody about it. And then you're like, Hey, where's that person? And then you look in your chest and all your stuff is gone. Yeah, there obviously people are gonna be upset about that. Sure. But, you know, at the same time you think about it and if that person is only playing to be with their friends and they realize they're not having a good time and they're they're not wanting to ruin your 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 game, but at the same time they're not having fun, but they don't want to not play. So what do they do? They they play a prank. And, sure. and if people or troll or yeah, it's, I mean, they troll you for a little bit. And at that point you're like, God, do I, do I hate this person now? <laughs> or do I love them and just not play this game with them anymore? So it, it's really, it's really difficult sometimes to, to realize that, you know, you're right. It is just a game. I should not get, no one should be getting upset over a game. Sure. Period. It's just sure. a, it's just a game, but I could also see where the idea is that you know you spent you just spent four hours playing this and you built this and somebody just burned it down with lava. Sure, and that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's Minecraft for you. Yeah, and 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 that's fine. I mean, we're not saying this like we're not saying this as a way to find that person in your group who you don't like and kick them out. That's not no, the point of this. Not at all. We're just saying find ways to do it. And if you need to, the best thing to do is talk about it. Right. Just tell them, Hey, it's rude. If you do this, right. Let's play something else. Right. Or I found this really fun demolition game. Let's go make robots and fight each other. Right. And that's, that's an actual, you know, I think that's a, that's a good point is if you, if they don't enjoy the style of game that you or the group we're playing and you realize that they're trolling you because they're not having a good time. Maybe the group, the common ground, right? Maybe the group should stop playing that game or not all together, (laughs) but like should find a game that everybody enjoys or, you know, sacrifice for yourself, for your friend and go play a game that they enjoy. Maybe it's you. Maybe, maybe everyone is having a ton of fun trolling and you're the one person taking it seriously. Yeah. That's me in League of Legends sometimes. Yeah. And I got to go, oh, I'm <laughs> I'm being a jerk. I'm oh. the one who's taking it too seriously. Oh my God, let's step back and, and change it. And that that being said, finding a game for people, there's there's an under $5 section in Steam. Oh man, we have found so full many games. Of all kinds of garbage. And even fun good good games too. Ba- what is it? Uh, Alien Swarm was one of them. Oh, Alien Swarm. We played a lot of, and that was free. That was, yeah. A completely free game. We played Blood and Bacon. Uh Brandon and I played Blood and Bacon, which is just the most ridiculous, for like a dollar. And we played that thing for like six straight hours one afternoon and had an absolute blast. Yeah. And it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars at the most. I, if, if I, thought it would make him happy or whatever i could buy him three dollar game i have yeah. no problem doing that for six hours of fun we've never played it since no. will we i don't know probably never <laughs> would i yeah it was super fun actually but buy a crappy game and then laugh about how crappy it is yeah buy a game and then find out that you freaking love it and you didn't even know right and one of the good things about this is that you know we were talking about it and you were saying that earlier about 
um, playing a game online and making a friend. Yeah. And and you made a good friend in real life. And this kind of correlates to a story that I have because um, some games are actually serious by nature. Sure. Um, and what's funny is I played a game called Jedi Knight 2, <laughs> Jedi Outcast. <laughs> I and, was so, I need you to know, I was so jealous of that, those games when you guys all played them. Oh. I never have played those games. They're okay. dope. So Jedi I have Knight, them now. Oh, yeah. Jedi Knight 2. I Okay. A friend of mine who became a, a roommate of mine um, was like, hey, we're, we're going to play Jedi Knight on Saturday if you want to come play. I go, oh, I didn't know it was like an organized religion. <laughs> You know, no, it literally is a religion. <laughs> we'll get there though. And I was like, "He's all come play." I said, "Sure." So I jump on. I download the game. I or no, I didn't download it. I bought it physically, and then yes. I put it into my computer yes. with a disc, and then installed it, and then I played it. And What's I got a it, disc. I got into the game, and everybody's kind of standing around, and I'm like, "This is a free for all game. You you get in, and it's usually a death match game, and you got you get." guns and you get lightsaber so i went like this everyone's standing around sweet and i grabbed my lightsaber and i start chopping heads off chopping arms <laughs> off and then and then all of a sudden i'm not in the game anymore and it said i thought what i was, so i jumped back in i was all what's going on i thought everybody's having a good time so i start i'm like i thought i was doing really good i got like three or four more kills in a row and then it says this time i got uh, you know i was out of the game again i was all man my game must be crashing and it says, I found the note, notice that said, you've been kicked from the server. I was like, oh, something's going on. So I <laughs> yeah. got back into the game and they were just about to ban me from the server because I came back and I, I typed in chat and I said, hey, what's going on? Why do I keep getting kicked? And they said, because we're having a tournament and we're not we're not playing uh, free for all right now. I was like, oh, and and then I, I had no idea. I had no idea that there was rules. So right. So I I looked around and somebody came up to me in the game, and they said here and they spammed in the chat the server rules. And I go oh, the every it's kind of like a glorified chat room right now. And, and so mm-hmm. they said come up here. So I walked over. To, it was VR before VR. Yeah, right. Yeah, I walked over to the section and it was in Bespin, the map, the Cloud City in uh, in uh, in Star Wars universe. It's and literally it, all I remember you guys playing on. Yeah, and it was a, this big giant, you know, like aircraft mm-hmm. landing pad in the middle of a Cloud City, and everybody's sitting in a circle around this landing pad. And I go, "Holy crap, what is going on here?" And I was like, "And they're like type slash sit, and you can sit, and everybody's sitting." So I sat down, and and then somebody went to the middle, and they're like this person versus this person. And what they were doing is they were playing a tournament. Yeah. And so these two people would stand up, they'd go to the middle, they would bow, and then they would, um, literally they would bow, and then the fight would start. And there was an actual um, dueling system in the game. So they would be sectioned off from everybody. Like um, they would get a special type of barrier to where we couldn't interact with them and they couldn't interact with us, Mm. but they could only interact with each other. So they would fight. And then they'd fight two out of three times, and whoever won, won, and they'd go sit back down again. And the person that was running the tournament would say, this person moves on, and they were in this whole bracketed system. So the whole point of the story is to say, I had no idea that there was an etiquette. There was a rule. Sure. And I got in, and I 
had to play by these rules in this game that were not a part of the actual game because the game is just a free-for-all game, but it was a clan. Yes. And so, long story short, I joined the clan. I went from... And they had a little, very military system. Yep. You had a recruit. Ranking. Yep. You had an apprentice. You became a, a full-on Sith. We were Sith, by the way. Yeah. And I made it all the way up to the Sith Council, and I owned the server by the end of it. And um, I ranked all the way up along with three other people that I became really good friends with. And my one of I still talk to him to this day. He's from Canada. His name is, uh, we call him Maverick on the game. Yeah. And uh, his name's Todd. And he still messages me to this day and says, hey, let's duel. And um, we still, <laughs> dude, we, we, we talk so much trash on each other to this day and on who was better i was the better, better dueler by the way <laughs> i had way more medals than him yeah and um and he was on the sith council josh uh yep was in the game and I definitely remember that and so we played a lot and that's one of those things where you know gaming ed- etiquette competitive nature finding the people that you're compatible with if it's a game that you enjoy like that and you find the right people it can be a transcendent gaming experience. Absolutely. And think of it like this way. It's may- meant to be a free-for-all game. You jump into a game, you get free-for-all. Maybe you get creamed. Maybe you're then done playing. Right. Because you're just like, wow, the curve is too much or whatever. Right. I don't know. Do you think you played it more and longer because of the way that you guys adapted the game to be than if you were to just have bought it? I played it for years. You and, and it's, still have it downloaded, don't I you? do. I do. And we have a modded server. We have a server that literally has a Hall of Fame in a custom map that has all the original members and all the Hall of Fame new members. I'm one of the Hall of Fame new members. And our names are on plaques on the wall. And to this day, it gives me goosebumps. because, <laughs> And it's just a stupid video game. I know yeah. that. But it was more than that. It was a friendship. And it was it was a family, honestly. It was yeah. a big group of people, and a lot of these people are my friends on Facebook. And uh, we made a, a group chat. We still talk to this day. And th- the way that our clan worked, you you would have to be someone would have to recruit you into the clan, right? And the person that recruited you, you had their name in your in your clan, um, like ranking so you have a rank and then at the end of my name i had a k in for knuckles because knuckles was my recruiter and that's um, cool to this day i know that guy yeah yeah so it's awesome and so so short answer yeah yeah you play that game a lot more than if than the way it was quote unquote intended exactly yeah so if you can go find a game and find people that you agree on how to play this game or you can make it your own. Go do it, man. It's yeah. it's transcendent, like I said. Yeah, challenge. I mean, there's there's I don't think there's a single person that you game with that you can't find a game for. Right. There's no way. There's we have too much access to games as a whole. Uh there's no there's no way that you can't find a game that you connect with. My brother hates video games. Thinks it's stupid. He's a home inspector. He fishes like he goes fishing like every weekend all he, the time. He golfs. He smokes not not cigars. I mean, just smokes meat for fun. Like yeah, he's as outdoorsy as it gets. I mean, not as it gets, but he's, pretty much he's outdoorsy. He's my exact opposite. Yes, play StarCraft. 
loves StarCraft. Has great memories from StarCraft. Yeah, and he not only StarCraft, he plays other games. NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Oh, Madden. We grew up playing <laughs> yeah, Madden. Yeah. And um, we play a freaking driving game that you yeah what's the what? i bought grand turismo sport with a wheel yeah i bought a g29 logitech wheel and you swore you wouldn't like it and you did you liked Shut it up. and end <laughs> the episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's something out there for everybody and there are friends out there that you could be making playing games that you didn't realize that you'd enjoy playing absolutely and that's completely different from get the out there <laughs> so it is but we didn't write a script. <laughs> no, we don't. And we always do Off different things. Off the cuff. Woohoo. I don't even know. It's such a long episode. No. This what is... else do you want to talk about? You want to talk about another thing? <laughs> we got time. No. This is about how long our episodes are going. We do want to hear back from you. Do you like the shorter format? Do you like the longer format? Please tell us. You guys need to get at us at our Twitter handle, which is at BlowMyCartPC. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash blow my cartridge PC. Get at us. Tell us what you think. Get after it. Get, get after it. And let us know. Have you played games with friends that were really competitive and ruined a game for you when you were just trying to have fun? Or were you that person that was trying to have a good time and you ruined the game for an ultra competitive friend? And did that ruin your friendship? Do you stop playing with those people? Do you still do it? Or did, did you take you get, a breather? Did you make <laughs> a compromise? Yeah. Let us know because, you know, these are, we may be talking about gaming and gaming's not like life or death, but it's a big part of our lives yep. and it can make or break some relationships. Yep. So I'm going to have to tweet this one. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know um, how you feel and what, what's been going on in your life. Um, with competitive gaming or or just making friends in games that you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Tag your buddy in it who you made a friend with. Um, tell him about this cartridge. Say cartridge. Tell him about this <laughs> blow my cartridge podcast. Tell him that you told us about it. And also, I forgot to give StarCraft a. Uh, oh my God! Blow, blow it, bud. No, no, you're gonna blow uh starcraft how many blows do you give starcraft a hundred percent it's 10 out of 10 blows i would, agree would blow again i agree I blow it all the time i blow dude i still blow it i st i i blew it last week <laughs> <laughs> so go out there get starcraft play with some friends make new friends blow it blow it. <laughs> <laughs> and have a good one we'll see you next episode all right bye love you bye bye